Well, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast, The Political Scientist. This is Brenda. I'm here to talk about Walmart this afternoon. I'm not going to even uh, um, uh, play around today of the cynicism of Walmart and the political underhandedness of the Walmart Corporation. I have been dealing with, and, and my sister as well, uh, with a problem with Walmart cards of freezing and taking money, uh, basically holding money on a Walmart card. I and my sister both have had Walmart cards where the monies are frozen or inaccessible. And when you call Walmart, which is really, it's not a bank. And that's the problem I have. And I guess that's why I'm uh, spilling the beans on them today is because it's not a bank. You get this Walmart card, you, you, you have monies on the card, and yet at some point in time, they can become inaccessible at any time without notice, which is against the 14th Amendment of our Constitution. You can't take anybody's proper, property without proper notice. Uh, and the taking must be subsequent to a notice, not before. Otherwise, it's illegal. And, and, and what we have done is called Walmart over and over. It's amazing how a Walmart card has big printed letters on its front that says Walmart. And when you delve into any kind of uh, complaint with them and, and, and engagement with them, they claim that they don't have anything to do with these cards. They're green dots problem. It's amazing to me, but as a lawyer, as an attorney, I know that anytime you represent yourself in any overt way, you are that person. You you can't escape the representation. And in this instance, the representation is that you're a Walmart and that you have these cards. And, and it's further 
evidenced by the fact if you go into the store, they have access to the funds on the card. They have access to information on the card. What they have done in particular, and this may have happened to someone else. And so I'm doing this podcast partly because of my own self-interest as well as other people who may be victimized by these kinds of practices. Certainly someone like myself, an attorney and and, and my sister, uh, we have access to the legal system and hopefully a resolution that that is uh, just for this. And that is give my sister her money. She's had her stimulus money and her other benefit money on this card since May. These funds are held on her card. Uh, when you call the Walmart customer service, uh, they've actually hung up on us, hung up on us. And uh, you have to wait maybe 20 minutes sometimes when you go call the customer service and then they actually hang up on you. Then you have to start all over. That has happened maybe 10 times. The other avenues of filing online complaints, uh, filing, um, we've already filed with the attorney general in the respective state of California, which is where Green Dot operates its corporate headquarters. And I'm planning a filing uh, with the, let's see, what is it? Uh, Arkansas Attorney General, where, it, where Walmart is headquartered. It's just dangerous for a corporate giant. Uh, and that's why I, I'm starting to be against these corporate entities that have monopolies and it's nobody else but them. Walmart advertises every other commercial, you know, with with old school R&B, black music uh, uh, to invite sh- black shoppers. And I'm sure to attract uh, Afro-American shoppers into its stores. But what are your um, covert political activities? I don't think that it's been any coincidence that that my sister and I both have been the vic- have been victimized by these activities of holding one's funds on a card. I don't think it's any any coincidence that I have been a political active. <laughs> Uh, can I call myself anything else? A political candidate. And that these monies have been uh, uh, held uh, illegally. And uh, nothing is ever uh, done and has been done about it. And they don't even answer the complaints. Now, this is the Walmart that you don't know about. All you see are the commercials on TV that say, you know, hey, we love you. We want you into our stores. But it's a corporate lie. It's a corporate lie. Why would you take the chance of of inflicting uh, such a a, a violation on someone like myself and my sister who um, has been waiting to get her money from these people since May? after conversation and conversation and conversation. And so Walmart is not a bank. It's not a place where you can go in and really, I mean, you can, you're supposed to be able to go in and retrieve your monies off of your card. But when you have a problem, you basically have to resort to an online virtual. I've been talking about virtual lately. Virtual is dangerous. A virtual contact whereby you are subject to that person's uh, actions. 
And in our case, monies are being held that are rightfully uh, claimed. Monies are being retained illegally. And so with someone like myself being an attorney and even my sister who has a measure of legal ability, you have to go resort to going to the courts, going to the attorney generals. By the way, I've not heard anything from the attorney general uh, in California. Now, what happens too about Walmart and see, I'm a lawyer. You can't fool me. When you have a Walmart card and Walmart is clearly represented on the front of the card, you can't say, oh, it's not my responsibility. It's green dot. You are on the card, not green dot. (laughs) You are the ones where we go into the store to draw money off of this card. And so you want to claim that the responsibility is some other corporate entity and they're just as bad. Uh, That is, uh, you know, uh, causing this problem. And legally, we know that you're the one representing to have the card. And so you still are not able to escape the responsibility and accountability to Walmart uh, card holders. It is is just a shame. It is it is a an embarrassment for to me for Walmart. But what I think we should do when we have these problems, because I posted this on Facebook before, I think I posted it on Instagram, and yet no action. But what I would encourage you to do, if you have a Walmart card for good reason, I'm not just, not just talking about abandoning the practice of having a Walmart card. I'm talking about abandoning the practice of having a card where you cannot have access to your funds and is subject to uh, the court, the card uh, issuer. And that is the problem that we've had. It is extremely irresponsible. And Walmart, uh, you know, I, I have heard the discussions. I may have said this on the podcast that I recorded and yet I realized it wasn't on. Uh, Walmart pretends to be your, your friend, uh, the friend of black people. But these covert uh, actions tell us something differently and I am all for dismantling these large companies that seem to be getting a uh, a, 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 a majority hold on anything on anything Uh, now in Detroit uh, we have uh, Meyer that does not have this major hold uh, like Walmart like in the south Uh, in the south it's more Walmart is more of a corporate monopoly. In Michigan, you do have an alternative to Walmart. But I would encourage anybody that has a Walmart card, but both my sister and I have been victimized uh, by these cards. And debit cards in general now uh, have uh, been um, presenting a problem for both my sister and I. And and we're I'm a political candidate. How could it be? that you take someone's major money out of a household. And what it does, the the impact that it has is somebody's burden is increased. And that person, uh, and like me, all of my fundraising activities have been sabotaged. Uh, And uh, then you further uh, victimize me 
by, by, by victimizing my sister, knowing that I will have to assume a burden probably where there's household income that's missing. So what I would encourage you, the listeners, to do, and I, I am going to publish this podcast as many places as I can, is to stop using Walmart cards. Use your bank card instead of a Walmart card because you cannot walk into a Walmart bank and get your money out. Now, Walmart in some uh, stores has a, um, a bank outlet called Wood Forest, but it's not connected to the Walmart card itself. It is separate, but you're supposed to be able. And while Walmart wants to claim that it has nothing to do with this Walmart card, uh, traditionally, when the when when it was functionally when it was functionally uh, functioning properly, you could go into Walmart, go to any cashier, and draw money off of your card. And so these activities of purchasing and drawing money off your card worked hand in hand. And so Walmart's uh, claims that it has nothing to do with a card at this point are incorrect, erroneous, and simply downright deceitful and lying. But what needs to happen is people need to know, first of all, what is happening with Walmart. There may be others of you, uh, other people out there that are suffering the same thing. You may have protested somewhere and find out your Walmart card is not working. You may have, um, you know, gone somewhere and, 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 and attended a meeting or something and found out subsequently that your Walmart card is not working. I don't know. Uh, many, many people are, you know, I say they, they don't like people knowing their private business. But when we are in a political atmosphere and there's oppression, uh, part of the problem is that we don't know what the problems are. Of, of other people. And when we see a pattern, when we see a trend, then we can start to, to collectively uh, uh, fight, uh, unite to fight uh, this problem. I mean, you can't hurt Walmart uh, unless you go into a courtroom setting uh, with one or two complaints. They will not respond, as I, I have told you. But with a lot of people protesting and you know that's another thing last uh, well this morning it was a very difficult night for for me but I had a vision of some protesters with robbers mask on and I don't know if this had anything to do with the issue I'm dealing with now but I saw a sign with a wooden handle I don't know if it was a picket the my first impression of the vision was that it was a picket sign but I also went on to say, because the sign was blank in the vision, that it may have been some other sign. I don't know. But my first impression was that it was a picket sign. And it was a person with a picket sign and a robber's mask on. First, I saw just a robber's mask, a partial robber's mask. And then I saw a full figure. I saw the person with a white collared shirt on. And it was the shirt was out where you could see the tail of the shirt. They had on blue jeans. Uh, standing to the right in the vision. When I first saw them, they were standing to the left, a, a partial view of this robber's mask. I don't know what that means. It means it may mean something in the future. But I know that if you 
may be a protester, if you will stand up against police brutality, maybe standing up against corporate oppression, you may be a victim of this Walmart scam. I call it a scam because if you're not able to get your money and, and you uh, uh, depended on them to yield these funds to you when you make a demand, then it is an infraction. It is a violation. It is an infringement. And it's a constitutional violation, really. Because if you say you have a reason before the taking, not after. Now, the before the taking, you must give notice of any reason why you're holding the card. And it may be an invalid, illegal reason. It is before. Even in criminal cases, when you go into a place and take evidence and you don't have a constitutional reason or maybe you have an illegal warrant, that's what we call the fruit of the poisonous tree. And you have to return those goods. You have to return those items. If there's a criminal case, you, it gets dismissed. That is before the transaction takes place, not after. So you can't even take money from somebody or gather evidence and then subsequently uh, give a reason and give notice. That is improper under our Constitution. But we certainly can't have corporate entities uh, taking exacting uh, retaliation or political revenge on uh, a political people, maybe political person like me. It is simply, simply something we must not tolerate. It is a practice that may be unseen because people don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. But we must expose these people for what it is. We get a gathering together. There are people that recognize, wait a minute, that happened to me. These people are really evil. These people are really oppressors. These people are really lying to us. We see these commercials, we think they okay. We walk into their stores, we think they're okay. But I think we need to uh, uh, expose these political actions for uh, what they are. That is what needs to be done. And hopefully... Let others know this this whole social distancing thing to me is a, a, a trick. It is a setup for demise. It is a setup for uh, a destruction, because when you separate anything, it becomes weaker. It really does. It becomes weaker. It becomes vulnerable. You know, and are familiar with the old adage, a uh, house divided against itself will fall. And so we have to be together. We have to expose very, you know, uncomfortable things. I, I got over my pride a long time ago. Let me tell you, when I was a judge, I didn't want to talk about some of the things happening to me. I, I suffered in silence and I, I, I went to the appropriate entities to get the help I thought I was going to get. And when I didn't get it, I mean, I went to the media. I went to law enforcement, went everywhere I could go. And with no uh, positive responses, the, the next thing, this, the best next thing is exposure. Now they fight this exposure because they know it may be more than one person suffering from the same thing. And with a division, nobody knows what's going on. And like I said, the, the oppression, a suppression of one complaint, it, you know, is... And especially by people who don't have a legal 
uh, background and may not know what to do. They may just give up and say, okay, that's my money. I lost it. Walmart is, is horrible and walk off. But this is not what is to be done. We live in an hour. We live in a season where people are trying to take control in different ways. And, and I really take issue with Amazon and uh, Walmart, uh, you know, getting all this power because, like I said, they're able to to impose these punishments and these retaliations without with impunity virtually almost with impunity and then when we have everything virtual oh I tell you what if you have a problem with your Walmart cart go online at virtual stuff and that virtual stuff you are so limited and will become limited everything is virtual everything is limited and uh, it, it certainly to me increases the vulnerability and uh, and, and uh, opportunities to oppress anybody because of this vulnerability uh, online and we must know that we must return just return to the old fashioned way I, I call it the horse and buggy days uh, return to those days of face to face or where you go in you talk to a person the virtual is not working I pay for a telephone line AT&T I paid for that maybe two two months ago, three months ago. It's still not working. It is still not that line, that AT&T, that landline now is becoming important. That's another thing. Uh, landlines, you know, they want us, they want you to forsake a landline. But let me tell you now, there are times when I have gone off, even today, have left my house. And if I have to call back to my sister, maybe to see how she's doing or to check on things at the house or maybe to ask a question, uh, you know, you're out shopping. Do you need so-and-so? There are times when my phone will not work. There are times when I cannot reach her. It goes to voicemail. I get home. I said, look, I tried to call you. The voice, uh, the phone went right to voicemail. She said, I don't know what happened. I was sitting right here. So you see what I'm saying? There, there, there are many, many attempts to disconnect uh, everybody, disconnect everybody, and this virtual, uh, you know, platform that they're trying to build, it really is a platform of vulnerability. It's a platform of oppression and discrimination and harassment. My phone is still not on. And so what I said to her, I said this to her maybe I don't know, back at the beginning of the year, I said, you know what, let's maintain our landline. She's, oh, we don't need that. You got all these cell phones in the house. Do you know you need a landline? There's cell phone failure that you can't anticipate. So you talk to somebody like me. A cell phone failure. It's, again, they have complete control of your ability to uh, communicate with third parties uh recently maybe two days ago i awakened and i heard and this was something i believe was private for me is they want to get your cell phone well you've already got my landline and then you're telling me now i have to go online wait 30 minutes to talk to somebody to even deal with the problem where you paid your full bill everything should have been um in order and restored and it was not and so that is where we must anticipate 
vulnerability. We must anticipate oppression, not just with police shootings. It's happening in other ways. It, it, it is. It's happening in other ways. And we must not be see- deceived by, you know, NBA players saying Black Lives Matter. Because what we know is you have no real impact. You just, to me, grandstanding. And I, and it's my personal opinion. This is not going to be popular. That NBA players, you just play. Let, let, let the people that deal with this, you know, deal with it. I, I just think it's a insincere attempt to say black people are okay. Black people are being represented and, and their interests are, uh, are uh, really, are they matter. In, in the year of an election, when you know that you're doing underhanded things to oppress black opinionated people. And I may, I'm one of them. Anybody that tries to uh, assert themselves and say something on behalf of themselves or the um, black general population. I did that as a judge. If a case wasn't right, it wasn't right. If a criminal case didn't have the evidence, it didn't have the evidence. I would, I would do my job. And, and that somehow was offensive to people. Uh, they did not want that going on. And now as a uh, congressional candidate, it is still uh, something that is challenged if you have um, a powerful image. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say, I, you know, I'm not being a uh, half false humility or anything, but a judge does have a, a, a measure of influence. Look at uh, Bozeman, you know, this Chadwick Bozeman. He had a, an influential image and voice. And, and immediately, people are challenged in this country. Uh, Afro-American people are challenged when you have uh, that kind of uh, influence. I don't think it's any accident, and I'm going to say it. It's not false humility. Of it. it's, it's, it's not bragging. It's no uh, uh, coincidence that military planes are flying over my house in the open. It is something that we cannot... We cannot sit back and say, oh, that's just them. That's just them, y'all. No, we don't have to worry. No. We must take it as a the, the tip of the iceberg, really. If you get away with this little tip, then we're going to be able to do some more. We're going to see what the, what the uh, you know, emotional response is to, to a death like we have a Chasmine Bozeman. Uh, and, and you have to be spiritually endowed to understand some of this, these things. Uh, nor, uh, unless, uh, it, uh, what I want to say is it, it becomes, it looks like a normal event. You know, a normal event, an unfortunate normal event until you have some spiritual insight. You're uh, spiritually uh, endowed with some information to let you know that these, some of these incidents are are not what you think and that they're incidents and they always try to make things look like an accident. I've told you over and over. They try to make things look like an accident. They don't want anybody to know that there's oh, you know, this uh, evil hatred and, and it's uh blanketed and cloaked in things that uh, seem coincidental but it's, it's purposeful. They don't want anybody to know about the hatred 
that's going on, the discrimination that's going on. So it is hidden in, in things that we uh, don't normally see, but you have to be spiritually endowed and emotionally incensed about it. Pride has to be dispelled because there was, some, I would say this, and I've said it so many times on my various podcasts that I, I'm because pretty much a, a shy person when I am in a crowd, I'm usually not really in the front. I've never been a front person until I have to be. Basically, it's been pliered out of me to be an upfront person. Campaigning has certainly made me an upfront person. And um, so we we have to get over our pride or, or get over. I don't want nobody. I don't want anybody to know about it. Oh, I'm over that. I'm over that because there are too many people suffering. There are too many people suffering. And then I've had my prompting and urging by the Holy Spirit itself. You got to tell this. And, uh, yeah, you know, I have to argue, but I, I, I pretty much wind up losing. And so I've learned just to do it and uh, see what happens. But that's what I wanted to do this podcast about today on the political scientists uh, to expose this very activity and to hopefully help someone and help myself and help my family member. It is something that we need to attack and something we need to oppose and, and let our differences uh, be known about and this Walmart cynicism. I believe it's happening to other people. I don't, don't believe it's just me. It may be happening to other candidates, but whatever it is, it is a sinister practice that is uh, covert. It is a, 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 an isolated matter and it must be exposed so that anybody else that may be victimized by it can uh, maybe join forces in exposing it. And a lot of times when you come out and, and expose something, a lot of other people will speak up, say, oh, that happened to me as well. That happened to me. And they won't, the shame won't be there because other people are experiencing uh, what, you know, the person that's spoken out, spoke, that spoke out experience. That's what happens to sexual harassment victims. A lot of people who are sexual, um, sexual uh, victims of sexual um, misconduct. A lot of people are shame. It brings shame. You don't want to talk about it. But when exposed and a, a pattern develops, a, a practice of a regular practice is uh, emerges, it seems to be exposed, then people get, you know, angry about it. People get activated by it and hopefully coalesce to stop it. Well, that is all I have to say on this podcast of The Political Scientist today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to what I have to say. And uh, hopefully, uh, we'll, uh, I'll be back with another episode of The Political Scientist uh, very soon. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you later.
Sing with a gangster 